Well, hey, Wooddale, we are so excited that you are joining us this weekend. We've got a special week kicking off around here at Wooddale. And to tell us more, I am joined here with Carol Buchanan. She is on our Worldwide team. And Carol, like, what, what is Worldwide Week? What is that? Oh, Worldwide Week is a very exciting time here at Wooddale Church that happens every year at this mm -hmm. time. Two weekends in a row, and the whole week in between, we celebrate on all three campuses what God is doing around the world through Wooddale Church, here, near, and far. Yeah. Totally. And we're celebrating all of that right now. Absolutely. because And there's so much to celebrate. There's so many opportunities to uh, meet these folks right. or to maybe consider taking a step on a short-term trip or something like that. So if people want to learn more, if they want to dive into this week, like mm -hmm. what's the best way, do you think, for them to do that? There's a couple of ways people can do that. They can, right at the campus that they're visiting, go visit a booth that mm -hmm. is on the outside of the worship center and talk to the people at the booth about what they've done, what they're doing, what they represent, ask for more information. We have this brochure on all three campuses that goes into detail about the different things offered this week where you can learn from people who have been places, who are serving, who are doing it now, and are just back in town for a short period of time to talk to us about what God is doing in their part of the world. Yeah, that's awesome. So Wooddale, lean in, take advantage of these nine days. It's gonna be exciting. But it's also exciting, right now we get to hear from our friend, Dr. Moses Lianchu. Moses serves with the Timothy Initiative as the director for Southeast Asia. He also founded several other ministries, including the Peniel Theological Seminary and the Peniel Children's Home Orphanage. He and his wife, Sharon, have three children, Elizabeth, Ruth, and Joseph. So let's give him a warm welcome to Dr. Moses Lianchu. Welcome. Thank you. Moses. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Moses, it is great to have you with us. You work with the Timothy Initiative, an organization that we at Wooddale do a lot with. And um, just welcome to Minnesota. Welcome to Wooddale Church. Thank you so much. I really appreciate and I feel proud to be here this morning. And thank you for inviting me and my family. This time I feel proud. I'm so thankful to God because my family are able to be with me here today. And thank you for your invitation. Thank you so much. Thank you, Pastor Dale and Pastor Richard, Pastor Carl, and all the leadership team, all of you. Thank you. God bless you all. And Moses, you have uh, come from a long way away to get here to... It is. It is a long, long way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so tell us, where, where are you from? Where did you come in from? We came from Myanmar, the country called Burma, formerly known as Burma. And, uh, you know, it takes more than 20 hours to be with you. It's a long, long flight. Yeah. Long flight, and I can tell you, it's a challenging flight. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and you got in a few days ago, so you're still experiencing a little bit of jet lag. Wow, this is tremendous. Jet lag and jet lag, jet lag, jet lag. <laughs> the, the first night when we arrived in Minnesota, we, were in, 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 we are right now in Pastor Richard's home, and uh, at the middle of the night, 2.30 p.m., me and my son, we wake up. We were so hungry. And we, anyway, Pastor Richard and uh, the, the Darcy, they gave us full permission to access anywhere in their home. And with that permission, we went to the kitchen, opened the fridge, and take out anything that is available, and we eat and drink. And then we were happy at the middle of the night, and my son said, Papa, I like America. <laughs> I said, 
Me too. <laughs> but I said, why did you like America? I asked him. He said, I, I, I told him, because of the house, the building is of course, because of the food, mm -mm, yeah, but because of the car is of course, because of the good roads, of course, he said, more than all these things, I like America because here is no mosquito. Wow. Oh, just come wow. back in the summer, yeah. Moses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I came from the place where we have mosquito. Every time you have to do, you have to do, you have to do all the time. It's a good exercise for us. But yeah, yeah. Well, we are grateful that you're here and you've made a big journey. Moses, God has put on your heart a message for us here at Wooddale Church this weekend. What, what is that message? Exactly, Pastor Carl. You know, from the time I received Jesus as my Savior and Lord, I feel that Jesus had given me a new name. From that time onward, I try to lead with, with that new name. I found my identity in Jesus Christ, in God. That new name. Yeah, and, Moses, and, and even today, I came here to tell you your new name. Yeah, yeah. and names are very important, aren't they? Very, very important. Yeah. Very important, especially in my culture. Yeah, so tell us, uh, your son is named Joseph. Exactly. Um, but but what's, what's the significance of his name? You know, when, when Joseph was born in my family, he is the, you know, the, the only son in all in my life. And he, when he was born in my, flame, my family, I was excited and jumping and dancing in the hospital. I was overwhelmed and excited. I said, I'm going to name him. I'm going to give him a name. And I said, Joseph Chungboilian. Chungboilian is our Burmese name. That means the God that we worship is above all gods. He is powerful God. And he alone is worthy to worship. He alone is worthy to serve, and this is what, how I named my son. Yeah, that's yeah. such a significant name. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm reminded, Moses, of just how throughout Scripture, even starting in the Old Testament, God gave significant names to people. Uh, I, I think of, uh, of Abram, and God changed his name to Abraham, and you and I were, were talking about this a little bit earlier. What's the significance of the name Abraham? You know, the, when, when we read the Old Testament, in Genesis chapter 17, verse 5, it said, No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be Abraham, for I have made you a father of many nations. Meaning, Abraham means father of a great number or a great nation. Yeah. And we see that with Jacob, his name gets changed to Israel, exactly. which means one who wrestles or persists with exactly, God. Exactly, exactly. Jesus' name was Emmanuel, which means God with us. It is, it is, God with us. And so throughout Scripture, we see that, that the names that God gives to us are reflective of how he is wanting us to behave, who our identity exactly. needs to be. And Moses, you, you have a verse because you're going to tell us what Jesus tells us our new name is. You know, right there in the Bible, in the, in the Word of God, it said in Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 to 16, it said, Jesus said, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, 
but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Yeah. This is exactly uh, uh, how Jesus gave us our name, as you are the light of the world. Your name is light. You are the light of the world. This is your new name given by Jesus Christ today. Amen? Amen. So we are the light uh, of the world. And when God gives us that name, that means there are certain elements about how we're supposed to behave, certain attributes about how we're supposed to be light. And so in, in that passage, Moses, we see that, that we are to, to shine our light by doing good works. And so what stories do you have for us about how the Christians in your country are doing good works to help shine the light of Jesus? Uh, yeah, you know, I'm glad you asked this question. I came from a country, a culture, where most of them are the another religion which believe in doing good works to gain salvation. They say, if you do good works, if you are almsgiving, if you give poor... Uh, the poor and the needy, you will get nirvana, salvation. But whereas we are Christian, we say, you will get eternal life if you believe in Jesus Christ. But however, we are called to shine our light to the world. How we are going to shine our light to the world? One way of shining our light to the world is doing good work. So, uh, the, the, the organization that I work is called the Timothy Initiative, TTI. And uh, years ago, there was big natural calamities in our country. And the storm came, and there was big landslide, and big flood, and people have been washed away. People have been dying, and, you know, the, the houses have been, you know, uh, washed away. And we as the Timothy Initiative, we said, okay, here in this time, at this point of time, we are here to shine our light to the people. And we form, we form a group of people. And in all the, our uh, workers, we said, we will go to the community and, and rescue the needy people. And we build houses for them. The houses are very, very, uh, you know, uh, simple. The way we built for them was very simple, but we helped them with all that we have. But what happened was God was doing miracle, a great thing as a result of doing this. Because when we help people, we do not differentiate between a Christian and non-Christian. We help them all together alike. If we give one bag of right to uh, the, the, the believer, we also give one bag of right to the, unbelie the unbeliever. So when they see that, wow, these people, they are something that is very different, and they ask us, why are you doing all this thing? What makes you to do all this thing? We say, well, we have Jesus. This Jesus has told us to shine our light to you. And they begin to realize the goodness of the gospel, the goodness of Jesus Christ. And people, as a result, people are coming to the Lord. And in that area, we see how churches are being planted in that area. People are coming to the Lord in daily basis. Yeah. And, and we're seeing them come to the Lord and even be baptized. Oh, yes. People are baptizing 
And uh, some yeah, these are the people these. in whom we walk. And you know, these, these are the people that are baptizing in one day, not in one month. Just in one day, more than 100 people took baptism, just in one day. Baptism is going on, yeah. and God is doing great things. And let me tell you, we are not doing alone. You are the senders. We are the preacher. In the sight of God, the senders and the preacher are same. We will receive the same crown when we see Jesus. You are faithfully giving, generously giving to the mission work. And you are faithfully partnering with us. Through you and us, we, through both of you, we come together, we walk together, and, and these people are coming to the Lord. We really, really appreciate all of you. Thank you so much. God bless you. Yeah, and, and Moses, we're... another way that we can be light is by intentionally caring for people in need. And uh, I know that that's on your heart and that's on the heart of your organization. Uh, so tell us a little bit about how you're shining the light through intentional care. Pastor Carl, I'm so thankful that you asked this question because, you know, when we read the New Testament, especially the book of James, chapter yeah. 1, verse 27, it said, Pure and undefiled religion before God the Father is this, to look up to the widows and orphans in, in time of troubles. The Timothy Initiative that I work with, we feel and we believe that any organization, any church that neglects looking up to the widows and the orphans are incomplete organization or unhealthy church. We give so much importance to this, uh, looking the orphans and the, 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 the widows. And when we do this with faith, we see the result that people are bringing, uh, God is bringing people to his kingdom. Yeah. And Moses, that's something that not only do you teach, that every time you plant a church, you have to take care of widows and orphans. You and your wife also live this out. And here's a photo of some of the, uh, the, the children that you are helping to take care of. Who are these people in these photos? Oh, yeah, this is my family. <laughs> and there's my family. Five, four of them are sitting there. And uh, me and my wife, right now, we have 45 children orphans under our care. So our family is big. Every day is day of celebration. And uh, these are our children that we care and we look up to them. We adopted them, and they are under our care. Right now, we have 45 children. Not only these children, we also have so many orphans and widows that we care throughout the country, throughout Southeast Asia country, through the Timothy Initiative. Yeah. And Moses, uh, God's using that faithfulness to help people come to himself. So tell, tell, tell us the story of those two girls that uh, you, you took care of. Oh, you, you know, the, when we, we, we planted churches in rural areas across the country, there are a lot of needs. When we see the needs, you know, we can ignore them. But we have to do something for them. And one day, I received a phone call from a pastor who, who is my friend. And he said, Pastor Moses, here is two little girls with me, and I know that you are running a children's home, and uh, maybe you would like to take them. Without any second thought, without thinking anything, I run there, and, and 
when, when I saw these two little girls sitting in the corner of the house, <coughs> I can guess that one of the girls was very sick. I can feel that there is no blood in her face. It's so pale and so sick. Very sick girl. But the other girl, when I look, it seemed to be normal and okay. But I talked to my wife, Sharon, right here. She is here, and then I said, two girls are here, and uh, you know, one seemed to be very sick, one seemed to be normal. What shall I do? And she said, do whatever the Lord is telling you to do. And I said, okay. I took them to my home, and believe me, in a week, one of the girls who seemed to be so sick was fall down, and we took her to the hospital. With all that we have, with all that we have, we tried to treat her. And, and, and at the end of the day, we realized that she was suffering from leukemia. I couldn't believe it. And I asked the doctor, what happened to her? He said, this leukemia must be one month ago or two months ago or three months ago, even more than that. But we try to help her as much as we can. Remember that med medical care in that part of the world is very poor. And they are not able to help. And the girl died. When she died, according to our culture, the body of that girl has to be taken to the village place where she came from. And the, the relative said, Pastor Moses, you have to bring, you must bring her body to our village. We have no money. It was in raining season. The road was not good. We have no money in our home. I know that it's going to cost me a lot. But like it or not, I have to take her body. I hire the vehicle. I prepare everything. And uh, my wife said, Moses, are you okay because we don't have money? How are you going to do? I said, we will have to do by faith. And we hired a vehicle. And there was a time that we had to go. The, the driver said, Pastor Moses, time to go. No money in my pocket, nothing at all. And I said, okay, you start your car, let's go. And uh, I stepped my foot, my right foot, inside the car. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. When I put my two foot inside the car, one of my friends, he ran to me and said, Pastor Moses, please wait, 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 wait. I said, what happened to you? He said, I am so happy for what you are doing. I really want to follow you this trip, but I'm busy that I cannot follow you. But here is something for you to help you to, to, to cover your expenses. And when I opened that money, it was sufficient for taking that body to that village. Mm. It was a miracle. I feel that God is late, or de He delayed, but He never delayed. He is on time. Amen? He is on time. He provides me. Yeah. And uh, when I take her body to the village, at the village, Cage. There is a big cage in the, the entrance, the entrance of the village. The elders of that village, the people, they say you cannot take the dead body to the village, because for our culture, taking and bringing the dead body into the village is bringing bad luck. Okay, I say one deal. Tomorrow morning, we will sleep tonight here. 
tomorrow morning, will you call all the people in this village to come up here for the funeral service? They said, okay, pastor, we'll do. So tomorrow, all the people in that village, all the people, lots of people came, and I began to share the word of God almost the whole day. Nothing happened. We buried, we went back. But later on, we received the, the news that the relative of that girl who died came to the Lord Jesus Christ. And after a few months, surrounding neighboring houses, they begin to believe Jesus Christ. And after some few months, half of the village came to know the Lord Jesus Christ. This is something that really impacts the society by caring the widow and orphan intentionally. Yeah, when we do this intentionally, God is working in the community. Yeah. And let me tell you one thing. We are not doing alone. You are a part of this team. Your giving, your generosity, your faithful prayer resulted in bringing this community to the Lord. He is transforming the life of the people through your faithful partnership. We really appreciate you. We are so thankful to you. God bless you. Oh, yeah. That, what a great story, Moses. So, uh, the, the, the final aspect of being light is about how we can intentionally share with other people. And Moses, I've been with you when you have taught church planters uh, around the world, and uh, you, you and I have had the privilege of, of doing some sessions together, and I know this is on your heart. That when you teach someone how to plant a church, you always teach them about how to share and to keep on sharing their faith in Jesus. Tell us the impact that's having. Pastor Carl and me, we've been in India together. We've been in Vietnam together. And he's a good friend of mine. And uh, uh, thank you for asking this question. And, uh, you know, the reaching the community, the rich people group, is not really easy. It is hard work. A lot of sacrifices involved behind. But we are called by Jesus Christ to shine our light. So one of the examples that I would like to share here is that here is a man that me and my wife have discipled him for four years. After four years, he said he wanted to go and walk among the unreached people group. We told him that you should be very intentional. You should select people group that who never had the gospel in their life. So he went to border of Bangladesh. And within one year, within one to two years, he was able to plant one church that has more than 100 people. Wow. Believer, brand new believer, first generation. And he came back and he was so excited and we were so excited with him. We celebrated with him. But I said, wait a minute. What you are doing is good. But I have something more for you. He was looking at me and he said, you are great. And you, are, you still said you have something more for me. And he said, you and I are not the best preacher for this community. But the best preacher for this community will come out from this community itself. So I told him that you need to select 15 men who has full of passion and full of, you know, passion to reach out their own community. So he and me, we 
selected 15 men who are so passionate to reach out their community. And we train them and we disciple them. And in two years of time, he was able to plant 330 churches in 30 villages. These are the churches that he planted. Yeah. Amazing. With Dale, with Dale, this is because of your faithful, committed prayers and generosity in the kingdom of God. What you have given to the Lord resulted in these people, transformation of this community. Very sad story. After a few months, there was persecution. Persecution in this area. The persecution was so severe that people, our believers, had to flee for their life. We thought everything was gone. And uh, that, that man, I called him my son. He said, it's, it's gone, everything is gone. I said, no. You and I never know. Nothing is, nothing is going to be wise. But nothing, nothing, nothing will happen. But something will happen. Because we thought that all the believers disappear. But since they realize their new name, they are the light of the world. Wherever persecution takes place and they flee away, they begin to impact the community and they disciple many more people and many more, they have planted many more churches through these persecuted churches. God is doing great things. And he restarted again that just less than one year, 50 houses came to the Lord. Amen. Amen. This is due to yeah. your faithful partnership. We are so thankful to you, and we really appreciate. Even in the coming days, until the Lord Jesus Christ comes, we want you to pray for us and continue to partner with the Timothy Initiative. Yeah. And thank you for everything. God bless you all. Yeah, and thank you, Moses. And uh, Woodell, I think it's just so encouraging to hear how God is working in and through this effort that we have to continue to plant churches in the name of Jesus here, near, and far. And as Moses has challenged us and really reminded us that if we've put our faith in Jesus, we are the light of the world. And as you and I go out into our week, each of us are going to encounter someone this week who's not yet living in that light. And by sharing good works, by intentionally caring for them, and by intentionally sharing with them the faith that we have in Jesus, I am convinced that we can see God move here just as much as Moses is seeing God move there. And so Moses, to that end, I would ask if you would pray for us here at Wooddale Church. Thank you so much. I would love to do that. Let us pray. Let us bow down our head and close our eyes and pray. Father, we know that you are the creator of the universe and everything in it. You are faithful. You are holy. You are unchanging God. But yes, you are our Father. We can call you above Father. And we can tell you whatever we need in our life. And we know that, Lord, you have adopted us. You have rescued us. And you have saved us. You have redeemed us in the person of Jesus Christ. And when you redeem us, 
Jesus Christ, your son Jesus Christ, has given us a new name today, and our new name is Light. We are to shine our light to this world. Father, today we pray for this Wooddale Church, that Lord, everyone who are here, they will continue to realize who they are in Jesus Christ, and they will realize their new name that is Light to the world. Let them shine their light in the darkest place of this world, that, Lord, this darkest place, this world will know Jesus Christ and believe in him and have eternal life, Father. Father, we thank you for the Whitdale Church. We thank you for their generosity, their faithful commitment. Even in the day to come, help them to follow you. Help them to hear from you and follow you, Lord, I just commit them into your hand. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.